Hello, and welcome to An Encouraged Heart. This is Cynthia, and thank you for joining me today. We are beginning week three of Loving God and Others, The Heart of True Faith. If you have if you have not had a chance to purchase the Bible study, please go online to Preset Ministries International. Today we will read and discuss a few scriptures beginning in Matthew chapter 22. Let's first begin with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, as we come together today, help each of us to truly live out what you have called us to do. This week is about loving others. Please help us to recognize where we fall short. Help us to make the necessary changes so that we can, without hesitation, obey your word. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have your workbooks, please turn to page 33. The introduction section for week three says, We've looked at the greatest commandment and what it really means to love God. This week, we'll turn our attention to the second greatest commandment and consider what it requires of us. Okay? Um, The observation section says, Although he was asked only about the greatest commandment, Jesus wanted his disciples to know that loving God isn't the sole requirement of right living. Again, we're going to look at Matthew chapter 22, verse 39 first, and it says here, to draw a heart over the word love and mark every occurrence of the word neighbor with a capital N. The verse is, the second is like it, you shall love, mark love, your neighbor as yourself, mark neighbor. Again, the second is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Okay, and um, I'm going to also look at Leviticus 19.18 in just a minute because those are related. Regarding this first um, verse, the first question is, what is the second most important commandment? And clearly it states here, you shall love your neighbor as yourself which is like the first commandment. And um, for those of you joining me for the first time, um, the first commandment says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Okay. Question two, what additional insight does the Leviticus passage give you about this commandment? And that Leviticus passage that I said was related to Matthew twenty-two thirty-nine is, you shall not take vengeance nor bear any grudge against the sons of your people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. So again, we're going to um, mark your for neighbor because it's referring to your people, and I would actually mark the entire phrase, um, your people, with a capital N, referring to, again, neighbor, and also the word neighbor, okay? And it says, again, what additional insight does the Leviticus passage give you about this commandment? Um, We see here that Moses was addressing the Israelites, of course, Um, so the scripture in particular was referencing fellow countrymen or fellow Israelites, okay? The next question, according to Leviticus 19.18, 
how are we to love our neighbor? What does that look like? Um, they were not to pursue vengeance nor hold grudges against their fellow Israelite. Doing so would, of course, contradict what the Lord had called them to do, which the scripture says, again, is to love your neighbor as yourself. Um, the previous verse I'd like to um, read with you, Leviticus 19:17 says, You shall not hate your fellow countrymen in your heart. You may certainly rebuke your neighbor, but you are not to incur sin because of him. Um, I looked at some commentary about this um, verse, and in the words of Bible teacher John Piper, he put it this way, we should notice that the love commanded here relates to both outward deeds and inward attitudes. You shall not hate your brother in your heart. Of course, that's referring to Leviticus 19.17. You shall not take vengeance, which is a deed, or bear any grudges, which is an attitude. Of course, I'm referring to Leviticus 19.18. We are to do everything possible to avoid division and strife with our neighbor. We must continually yield our will to the Holy Spirit because without the working of the Holy Spirit, we are not able to love the way we are commanded to love others. Um, I think that we all know from experience when we don't resolve issues with others, it festers and produces bitterness and hatred, which is sin. Okay. I am going to um, continue with another passage. I'd like us to look at um, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 10, verses 25 through 29. And if you have your workbooks, I'm on page 34. Again, that's the Gospel of Luke, chapter 10, verses 25 through 29. Okay. <clears throat> And um, also in the observation section, it says to um, draw a circle around every reference to the word, the lawyer, including pronouns. Mark every reference to Jesus, including pronouns and the synonym teacher with a cross. And also mark every occurrence of the word neighbor with a capital N. Okay, so we're going to circle references to the lawyer and we're going to mark Jesus and teacher, including pronouns and synonyms with a cross. And we're going to mark every occurrence of the word neighbor with a capital N. Again, Luke chapter 10, verse 25 through 29. And a lawyer stood up and put him to the test. So we're going to circle a lawyer and we're going to mark him for Jesus. Saying, teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And a mark teacher, referring to, of course, Jesus. And we're going to circle I, referring to the lawyer. Verse 26, and he said to him, so mark he, referring to Jesus, circle him. What is written in the law? How does it read to you? So you is referring to the lawyer. Okay, circle you. Verse 27, and he answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. So circle he, and you can mark Lord and God, referring to Jesus, of course. And continuing, and with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. 
So Mark neighbor. Moving on to 28, and he said to him, Marquis, referring to Jesus, him referring to the lawyer, you shall, you have answered correctly. So circle you, do this and you will live. Circle you. Verse 29, but wishing to justify himself, he said to Jesus, um, circle himself, circle he, and mark Jesus, and who is my neighbor? circle my and mark neighbor okay and it, as always i'm going to reread the passage without interruption and again continue your markings if i did not get all the markings please um, finish those as well again luke 10 25 through 29 and a lawyer stood up and put him to the test saying teacher what shall i do to inherit eternal life and he said to him what is written in the law what does it read to you? And he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. But wishing to justify himself, he said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Okay, so... Um, very powerful pas passage here that I just read. So let's answer questions in response to um, these verses. Okay. The first, it says, discuss what you learned from marking the references to the lawyer and to Jesus. Remember to ask the five W's and an H, which is who, what, when, where, why, and how. Okay. Well, Jesus was approached by a lawyer who asked him what he must do to inherit eternal life. It says here, this was a test. Um, I would assume to see, of course, how Jesus would answer. Jesus responds by asking the lawyer, what is written in the law and what is your interpretation? Well, the lawyer answers by saying that we are to love God and others. Okay. And of course that's um, referring to verse 27. Obviously, um, of course, this lawyer is familiar with the Old Testament. He says, you shall love God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and to love um, your neighbor as well as yourself. Okay? Jesus acknowledges to the lawyer that he has answered correctly and further says that if he obeys these commands, then he will live. That is, he will have eternal life. To justify himself, the lawyer then asked Jesus, who is um, his neighbor? Um, some Bible teachers interpret this question to mean that the lawyer did not think everyone could be his neighbor. Um, therefore, um, he would not necessarily need to extend love to all. Okay? Um, and you will see if you join me in episode 72, how Jesus responds. Okay? Um, looking at question number... Two, it says the lawyer had given the correct answer to Jesus's question, but was knowing the answer enough. What point did Jesus make in verse 28? And um, let me read verse 28 again. And it, and he said to him, meaning Jesus said to the lawyer, you have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. Okay. So again, that not knowing 
um, that knowing is not enough. Okay, we can, again, know all the scriptures and all the verses and know the word and quote it, but we have to live out. We have to obey God's commands. Okay. Um, the last question here, um, having felt the sting of Jesus's comment, rather than face the real issue, the lawyer felt he must justify himself. He responded as a lawyer using a debating tactic of defining terms. What term did he want defined? Um, he wanted Jesus to define who his neighbor was. Okay, he says here, and who is my neighbor in verse 29. Um, as I stated, stated earlier, we will look at Jesus's response in the next episode. So be sure to listen to episode 72. Okay, I am going to conclude our study for today. I hope that our time together has been a blessing to you. If you have any comments, please feel free to email me at anencouragedheart at gmail.com. Send me a voicemail from the Anchor Podcasting homepage or leave a comment on my YouTube channel. Take care, and I look forward to you joining me next time. God bless.